0: Hey everyone, my name is Jason Parker and I want to welcome you to the Coastal Church Podcast. I'm super excited for you to hear this message. We believe that God wants to speak to us and we hope that you're open to hear what he has to say to you today. Enjoy. Well, it's it's great to be back with y'all. I was saying in the first service, uh, before the service started, we had a beach service last week and the week before I was on vacation, so it feels like I've been gone for a month. And so it feels like, man, we're just kind of getting back in the swing of things and I know Many of you have gone on vacation, which I think is awesome. I encourage vacations. They're really, really good. Um, and so, but this fall, even as I was talking on the way and I was talking to someone, it's like, it's like we love our vacations, but we know we can't live there all the time, right? And some of us are actually looking forward to getting back into routine, back into kind of, and, and it's healthy for us, actually. If We always lived in vacation. Well, we wouldn't get a lot done now, would we? Right? Is this thing on? Just, just check in to see if you guys are, you guys are awake. You know, you know, if you are getting a little sleepy, you can go out and grab a coffee or something like that, or we can, we can hook you up with some of that. But uh, no, but it's great to be back, and guys, I am so pumped, like straight up jacked for this fall. Um, Alex was talking a little bit about some of the stuff. Like, there's some cool stuff going on in the life of the church, and I'm not trying to like twist your arm to make you do some of the stuff. Um, some of our small groups are or, or jumping in to celebrate recovery, which, by the way, is for everyone. Last time I checked, all of us got hurts, habits, and hang-ups, right? Right? Okay. So I just want to encourage you, jump aboard something. Don't sit back and be passive, um, because I really feel like the Lord's going to do some really cool stuff and is doing cool stuff in the life of our church. And so that's another plug, to, just to add on to that. But, but the reason I say that is I'm just really excited for this new season in the life of our church. And I just have the sense that, like, God is doing a deeper work in a lot of you. It was really cool last week being on the beach and um, just looking out over the crowd and seeing everyone. And it was a service where almost everyone, we had some people that were guests and visitors, and, and which was really, really cool. But we didn't have another church that was there like the year before. The, the year before, we had multiple churches there. But as I looked over to the crowd, I was like, this is, uh, this is us. This is like our people. This is our church family. And as I was driving home, I was just—I was driving by the bargain store, and I had this realization come into my head, and I was like, you know something? I was like, as a church family, we've not really gathered together as a whole group in a year. There's a lot of you that come maybe regulars to the 7 o'clock service, for instance, and you don't even know there's people in our 5 o'clock service that are part of our church. Like I had some people come up and say to me, like, I had my wife come up to me and say, I didn't know those people were part of our church. And I'm like, Yep, they are. My wife. And it's it's just really cool that all of us could be together as one church family. And it was really cool to see, um, see people respond. I also had this sense as I was looking over over the crowd, I was like, Man, God's done a work in a lot of people. Like, I know some of your stories, and I know um, maybe you were a believer before you came to coastal, or maybe you accepted Jesus. When you came to Coastal, that was your moment when you kind of surrendered to Christ. But for a lot of you that are in this room, you're not a brand new Christian anymore. In the same way that we're not, we're not a brand new church plant anymore. We're three years old starting this month. And you're not necessarily new, brand spanking new to the journey with Jesus. But how many know when the moment you accept Jesus, God starts the work, but he's working all the time, Right? He's working in your life, and he brings you through different seasons, and he's always doing new things in your life, and as we look back in our lives, we look at before we even maybe become a Christian, and we can sense that God was working in our life, right? Just just want you to do me a favor for a second. Stop and think about, if you're here tonight, you're a believer in Jesus, why don't you just stop and think about your life before you accepted Christ? Some of you are like, someone's shaking their head at me, like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Like, legit. But just... Bear with me for a second here. Stop and think about your life before you accepted Jesus. And I want you to think and identify how the Holy Spirit was actually working in your life even before you accepted Jesus. And as I think back to my life before I accepted Jesus, I think specifically about the people that God brought into my life on purpose. And I think about how the Holy Spirit was actually trying to convince me to give up the lifestyle that I was living and trying to convince me that Jesus was real and trying to convince me that God actually really loved me and had a great plan for my life. And from that moment in your life, whenever that moment is for you, God started working. And he brought you to the point of accepting Jesus. And since you've accepted Jesus... God's still been working in your life and been doing stuff. And all of us are at different parts in our journey with Jesus. But I believe that God is actively at work in every single one of your lives that are in this room tonight. He is working and doing some profound things. And as we jump into this new sermon series called Renew, we want to focus in on what God is doing in your life. I love our vision of taking Jesus in every community of Southwest Nova I love that it's a a big vision and that we're kind of going after it as a bunch of churches together. And I like, I love big picture stuff. Like I want to see revival sweep through Southwest Nova. And revival is just this thing that happens when the Holy Spirit gets poured out on a particular set of people. And it spreads like wildfire. And people come to know Jesus for the first time. And and, and, and people that were kind of maybe um, not on fire for God become on fire for God. I want to see that sweep through Southwest Nova. I want to see it sweep through an entire province. I want to see revival move from Yarmouth all the way to Glace Bay and everywhere in between. But in order for that big stuff to happen, you know where it all really starts? It starts in individuals. It starts in your life as you welcome the work of the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do in you. And so that's kind of where we're heading as we look through these next few weeks um, in this series called Renew. We're going to look tonight, though, at John chapter 17 as we kind of talk about specifically the work that God is doing in your life. John chapter 17 is where we're headed. And in John 17, Jesus here is praying what people call the high priestly prayer. A priest is a go-between. And Jesus is having a conversation with the Father About his disciples, and if you read in between the lines here in the passage, he's actually talking about us because he actually prays for all those who would believe. And if you believe in Jesus, Jesus actually prayed for you in John 17. And so that's kind of where we're going to jump in tonight. Y'all ready for this? All right, here we go. John 17. So the Bible says, when Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that the son may glorify you. So he's asking the father to make make him famous so that he can actually make the father famous. They had this amazing relationship. Verse 2, since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you've given him. So the father had given Jesus authority to give eternal life. So Jesus has the ability to give people eternal life. Does that make sense? And then Jesus actually describes what eternal life is. You ready for this? And this is eternal life. That they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. So we're eavesdropping on a conversation that Jesus is having with the Father. And so they're having this conversation that's happening here in John chapter 17. And I want to kind of circle back to this idea that Jesus gives eternal life. This passage of scripture clearly states that Jesus actually gives eternal life. And we take Jesus into every community of Southwest Nova. Why? Because Jesus actually gives eternal life to people. And how many of you know that every single person in Southwest Nova needs eternal life? Amen? I remember when I was a new Christian and I was reading through John's gospel and I had this kind of aha moment as I read chapter, John chapter 17. And I think we tend to, like, we tend to think about eternal life in large part, about the future. And it is that. And I can't wait for that. The Bible actually says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind can even conceive the things that God has prepared for us. Does that sound pretty good? It sounds pretty good to me. I think I need to say the verse again because some of y'all aren't convinced. I can tell. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived, the things that God has prepared for us. God has, like, some incredible things prepared for all you And a big portion of that is going to be in the life to come. How many of you believe, according to the Scriptures, there is life after death? And so, eternal life is that. But, generally speaking, we limit eternal life to being that. But I'm here to tell you tonight that eternal life is more than just the life to come. As a matter of fact, Jesus actually explained us what eternal life actually is. Do you know what eternal life is? Jesus said, this is eternal life, verse 3. That they know you the only true God, in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Eternal life equals knowing the Father and knowing Jesus intimately. If you know God, like have a relationship with him, and you know Jesus and have a, have a relationship with him, you actually already have eternal life. Eternal life doesn't start the moment you give up your last breath and go to be with the Father. Eternal life starts the moment you receive Jesus and his resurrection life into your spirit. You start having this relationship with God and God pours his Zoe life-giving spirit inside of you. You start having this relationship where you know God. You hear his voice and he directs you. That is eternal life. Do you track him with me tonight? So if you know God and you know Jesus, you have eternal life. And a lot of you can testify to that because your life is very different now that you know God and you know Jesus than it was before. Amen? There's actually, you actually have life. You feel it in your bones. Something is different inside of you, and that difference is God has actually poured his very life inside of you. You're not the same person. There's this contrast between who you were and who you are. And God is doing a fresh work inside of you. And I think a lot of you in this room, maybe, you sense the Holy Spirit is working. You see, we as Christians believe that Jesus is not dead. We believe he is alive. And we believe that he is working, right? And we believe he doesn't stop working. And so for a lot of you in this room here tonight, you sense that God is working in your life. You sense that he's doing stuff inside of you. All of us are in different seasons and different parts of our journey. But one thing is crystal clear and it's true according to scripture. God is working in your life wherever you are in the journey. Whether you're here tonight And you've never accepted Jesus and you're just checking this thing out, or whether you've been a believer for 30 years, Jesus is working in your life. And I'm here to tell you, He's actually doing all kinds of stuff. And for the most part, a lot of us are unaware often of what God's actually doing. Some of the stuff He's working behind the scenes, some of the stuff He's working, but we don't recognize it because we're so busy with life, we're distracted. But Jesus is doing all kinds of things. And as we look in John chapter 17, we look at all the different things that Jesus did. Jesus, the Bible teaches us here that Jesus actually shared the words of the Father with his disciples. The Bible teaches us that he actually was praying for the disciples and praying for us. The Bible teaches us that he kept and guarded his disciples. He was doing all these kinds of different things. And the truth is, Jesus is doing all kinds of things in your life. Do you recognize what Jesus is doing in your life right now? Amen. Do you recognize what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life? Because he is working like crazy. And the Holy Spirit does all kinds of wonderful things in our lives. The Bible teaches us that the Holy Spirit pours the love of God into our hearts. The Bible teaches us that the Holy Spirit actually makes Jesus known to us. The Holy Spirit convinces us that this story about Jesus, this man from 2,000 years ago who did all these miracles, signs, and wonders, who died on a cross, who rose again from the dead and conquered sin and death, That this story about Jesus founding in the pages of our Bibles is not just a really nice story and it's not a fairy tale. It actually happened. Jesus really did die. He really did rise from the dead. And that by faith in him we can receive forgiveness of sins. The Holy Spirit convinces us that this is all true. And the Holy Spirit works in our lives to change us more and more like Jesus. And that sounds really, really cool, but it's not always, oh, so fun. This is what Jesus said in John chapter 17, verse 17. And it's funny sometimes, too. (laughs) This is what it says in John 17, 17. It says, Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake... I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified in truth. Let me just explain what this word means because it's a powerful word. The word sanctify is the process by which God sets you apart. That's what it is. Let me say it one more time. The word sanctify means it's the process by which God sets you apart. In the Old Testament, God would set apart tools and temples and tabernacles and all different kinds of things to use for his purpose. But in the New Testament, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to set people's lives apart and their lifestyles apart. Why? So he could use them. And so believers in the book of Acts and beyond that, even to present day today, believers are filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? So God could set them apart so that they could be used for his kingdom. And that is both something that happens in an instance, but it also happens in a process. And all of us that have made a decision except Jesus are in the middle of that process. We're in a journey. And all of us are at different spots. But here I am going to tell you tonight, God is working in your life. Doing all kinds of stuff. Working and moving and speaking and directing and correcting. He's working like crazy. He's a God that never sleeps. But a lot of us just don't recognize that. And sometimes we have to have experiences that help us wake up to the reality of like, okay, God, I see it. You're working. It's like this past week, my, uh, my wife started working full-time this summer, and uh, I used to have Fridays off, which was really great because I could relax, and we tag team in and out. I might go golfing on a Friday on my day off and come back, and then she would kind of get away for a little bit or vice versa. But with my wife working full-time on Fridays, um, I am home with a five-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old by myself. And that's not all that fun. And I'm becoming more and more introverted as the days go on. And, you know, things started off great on Friday till about 11 o'clock. Then everything seemed to go downhill really, really fast. Before you know it, my kids got really, really ugly. And I got really, really ugly. And I had to repent and ask the Lord for forgiveness because I was way too grumpy and cranky with my kids. And I had to apologize to my my kids. Twice. Two separate occasions. Both of them individually, except for JJ. And I'm like man, Lord, like, sometimes you feel like you're past some of this stuff, but then you have these experiences where the Holy Spirit convicts you and shows you that your attitude and response in certain situations wasn't maybe what he wanted, and you're like, okay, God, like, I still need you to work something out in my heart to, to, you know, to show me that, um, you know, to be a better dad, or whatever the case may be for you, and you know that thing in your life where the Holy Spirit makes you aware and checks you right after, like, oh, man, I missed the mark there. What's that thing for you? Because you guys have stuff like that too, right? Okay, good. I'm just checking. First service, it was like no one said anything. I was like, okay, I'm working towards what you guys are at because I'm not there yet. But, I, but those things are also helpful to us because it keeps us humble too. It helps us realize that we haven't yet arrived, and it keeps us dependent on Jesus. So we have moments like that. So I don't know what that moment is for you in the last number of weeks, moments where you've reminded that, okay, God, you're still working. I haven't arrived yet, but you're still doing a work in me. I don't know what that moment is for you, but I want you to think about that moment. But then we also have moments where the Holy Spirit reminds us that we actually, we're a lot different than we used to be. If you've been following Jesus for two or three years, you are a different person than you were three years ago. You just are. If you've been in an active relationship with Jesus over the last number of years, you are different today than you were those years ago. I was reminded of a positive experience a few weeks ago when I went home for vacation. And every time I go home to Canso, it brings back all the nostalgia and all the feels and all the not-so-good feels. Remember when I talked about it earlier about remember your life before you accepted Jesus? And some of you were like, man, I don't even think about that. But when I go visit my home It forces me to relive and rethink about some of my upbringing. My upbringing was good, but some of my choices as a teenager of not following Jesus. And man, it wasn't pretty. And I'm reminded, when I go home for vacation, I'm reminded that exactly what my life would be like if Jesus hadn't intervened. And holy smokes, man, I'm so thankful. Because my life was a mess. And it would be a mess today as a 36-year-old had I not invited Jesus to come in. And so I see the change that Jesus has made in my life. And even more recently, I know that God is still developing, and and I see things in myself today that Jesus has done that I'm different than I was even five years ago. And yes, there's constant reminders that there's stuff I need to grow into, but I'm thankful because I do see the work Jesus has done in my life. He gets all the credit and glory. I can't boast in that work, but I can boast in the fact that Jesus is changing me. And I'm here to just as an encouragement to you. Jesus is changing you. It's really hard for you to see that. It's really hard for you to recognize the work that Jesus is doing in your own life. But if you are in an active relationship with him, he is changing you. More and more into his image the Bible teaches us. And so we need to have those moments where, that keep us humble, but we also need those moments where we recognize what God is doing in our lives. And ultimately, God is doing this deep work by the Holy Spirit and is actively in our lives. The work that God is doing in our lives is ultimately not for you. Boop. It's like, there's been a, some parts of the church that have like really pursued like being filled with the Holy Spirit and these crazy experiences with God. And that's not wrong. Like, we can hunger after God and we can ask God to fill us with the Holy Spirit, But sometimes our motivations to be filled with the Holy Spirit or have these experiences with God is to make us feel good. You know God's motivation for giving you his presence and allowing you to experience him and being filled with the Holy Spirit? You know what his motivation is? It's not to make you feel good. It's so he can use you. Jesus wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit so we can use every fiber of your lifestyle in your life to point people to him. And so you're like a vessel of no resistance to the Holy Spirit. You're just like a, a sailboat in the waters, being able to be moved along wherever his spirit leads you. You're in tune with him in everything you say and do. That's what it means to live sent. And that's what Jesus said, he says, in John 17, as you have sent me, so I am sending them. The goal for your life by the Holy Spirit is so that you will live sent in everything you say and do. Now that doesn't mean, this isn't a message tonight about you giving up your job or occupation and following Jesus. There's a percentage of people that are called to that. But for most of you in this room, living sent means you listen and follow the voice of the Lord in your family, in your workplace, and in your business. And you follow his direction. You live sent in everything that you do. How many of you know that God has things that he wants to direct you in with how you parent your kids? Just ask me. Right? How many of you know that the Holy Spirit wants to direct you with how you govern your business? He actually has a lot of great thoughts about how to govern your business. How you work in your workplace. How many of you know that God has thoughts about the people that you work with? And he actually wants to give you those thoughts and direct you so you live sent and everything that you do. That's actually how we take Jesus into every community of Southwest Nova. We live sent. We're ordinary people. Just like the disciples who were fishermen, we're ordinary people that say yes to Jesus and say, God, you can have every part of my life. I want you to use me. No, I'm not qualified. I'm not that good at speaking. I don't have all, you know, we, we, can, we can disqualify ourselves all we want. God's not looking for you to disqualify yourself. He's looking for you to be available. Saying, God, I'm not that good at a whole lot of stuff. But you can use me. I'm willing. He's not looking for perfection. He's looking for a willing vessel. And boy, oh boy, will God use you. If you're willing to say yes to him. And if you let him work in your life. You got to welcome this work in your life. And sometimes it's not all that fun. Like some of you are in a season Where God is refining some stuff in you. That ain't a fun season. Trust me. I know. I feel like I've been in one. But ultimately you're in the season you're in where God is working in you. You're in the season for a reason. Because God has a purpose in it. And God wants to work something in you so he can work something through you. So what season are you in? I'd like the worship team to come at this time. What season are you in? What is God doing in your individual life? What do you sense the Holy Spirit doing inside of you? Is he convincing you of something you have to surrender? Is he wanting to remind you of his great love that he has for you? Is he wanting to set you free from something? Maybe it's an addiction or a habit that you're struggling with. Is he wanting to direct you with how you parent Is he wanting to work in your workplace? Or is he wanting to direct you with how you govern your business? There's all kinds of things the Holy Spirit wants to do. And our job is to recognize it, identify it, embrace it, and celebrate it. And maybe you're here tonight and you've never made the decision to accept Jesus into your life. And you want to start that journey of inviting the Holy Spirit to work in your life. It's amazing. I know it sounds crazy. But we believe that Jesus is real. That he died on the cross for your sins. And then if you believe in him, you can be forgiven and have this amazing relationship with God. And this relationship with God equals eternal life. And that eternal life isn't just something to look forward to when we die. That eternal life starts the moment you have this amazing relationship with this God who is not far off and distant, but a God who is here with us tonight. Amen. So maybe for you, this work, you know, this inviting God to work in your life is the first step for you. Maybe that's where you're at. Or maybe you've already invited Jesus into your life but you are having a difficult time identifying the season that you're in. Maybe you need to talk to someone that's been a follower of Jesus for a while and say, maybe you don't even feel like God's working. You need someone to come alongside you and pray with you and just help you to sense what God's doing in your life. What is he saying? What He's speaking to you about? So maybe you need to identify. Or maybe the third thing is you know what God's been speaking to you about. You're wrestling with him, but he keeps gnawing away at it, in love. And you just need to embrace what God is doing in your life. Saying, Lord, I know this is going to be an uphill battle, but I just say, I surrender. Would you just work in my life on this issue or this thing? And I just want to embrace and celebrate what you're doing in my life. Because you know in your heart of hearts this season isn't ending overnight. I maybe the fourth thing you need to do is you need to actually recognize The work that God is doing in someone else's life. And take the time to step out of your comfort zone and say, hey, I just want to let you know. Like, I'm so inspired by what God has done in your life and I see him working in you. How many know that we all need that? Because it's so hard for us to see the work that God is doing in our own lives, right? Right? It's so hard to have a sense of that when someone comes alongside of us and genuinely affirms us and senses and affirms that God is working in our lives. Man, it can be a good shot in the arm in a good way. So maybe that's what you need to do tonight. We're going to invite the prayer team to come. I'm going to be up here. If you want to make the decision to invite Jesus, we invite you to come on up and we'd love to pray with you. Or if you need help identifying what God is doing in your life, we'd love to pray with you. Or maybe you're in a season where you're having a hard time embracing what God is doing in your life, we'd love to pray with you." Or maybe you can get up while the song's going on and just walk right over to someone while they're singing and saying, "Hey, I just really sense that this is what God's doing in your life, and I see God working in you, and I just want to affirm that in you. Whatever the case may be, God is working in your life. And I'm so excited for what He's doing. Would you stand? Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the ministry of your Holy Spirit. And I just pray for just an awareness, God, tonight, an awareness that you're working, an awareness that you're moving, even when we don't see it, don't feel it. And we just offer ourselves to you afresh, God. We say, God, here we are. You can have it all. We're available to you, Jesus. And so have your way in us, we pray, Father, in Jesus' name. We really hope that this message has motivated you to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus and has inspired you to join us in our mission to take Jesus into every community of Southwest Nova. If you have any questions about the sermon, if you want to know how you can get involved, send us an email at office at We'd love to get connected with you. Have a great day.